This 17 News at Noon podcast is brought to you by Clinica Sierra Vista. Welcome back to the 17 News at Noon podcast, where we share your news on your schedule. Well, good day. I'm Elena Rusk, and Friday marks the final day of the mask mandate for public schools in California. So starting today, it's up to each individual school district to decide how they want to implement mask use restrictions, if at all. All right, so today isn't just about a maskless free-for-all. Some parents and kids are remaining with their masks, and schools across Kern County still providing them to anyone who chooses to wear one. Let's take a look now at the latest COVID-19 case numbers here in Kern County. Kern County Public Health updated their dashboard from the weekend statistics to show 329 new positive cases and six new deaths from COVID. State data shows 56 patients hospitalized with the virus in Kern County and 13 people listed in intensive care units. Now, generally, the coronavirus doesn't impact children as severely as it does adults, but more than 12.7 million children in the U.S. have tested positive for COVID since the start of this pandemic, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics. So doctors at Children's National in Washington, D.C. are trying to figure out why some pediatric patients are experiencing what's often called long COVID, where symptoms persist long after the virus is gone. Others are getting reinfected, while still others seem to be recovering fine but then suffer a perplexing condition that causes severe organ inflammation. Studies looking at those issues are now being performed at Children's National, along with many other hospitals, thanks in large part to funds provided by the National Institutes of Health. While those investigations are ongoing, the CDC still recommends that everyone aged five and older be vaccinated against COVID-19 to help stop the spread of the disease. Hello, this is Tim Callahan with Clinica Sierra Vista, and we're excited to unveil the Community Health Center of the Future, our comprehensive care center. It's located right across the street from Memorial Hospital. We have every service under one roof, from family medicine, OBGYN care, dental services for adults and children, behavioral health, and much more. So find your way to better care at Clinica Sierra Vista this year at our comprehensive care center. Visit our website, clinicasierravista.org, for the latest on this project. We'll see you soon. All right, and now to your follow-up file. We're getting a new report that a woman didn't call 911 during her baby's fentanyl overdose. Doctors at Adventist Health Bakersfield administered two doses of Narcan to a nine-month-old who suffered a fentanyl overdose in January. And this is file video from the home on Lake Street where officials say it happened. According to reports filed in Superior Court that became available today, Gabriella Cruz, the child's mother, told police she didn't call 911 when her son turned purple and became unresponsive because she didn't want to go to jail. The baby survived that overdose. Cruz, who was 23 years old at the time of her arrest, has pleaded not guilty to two counts of felony child cruelty, possession of drugs for sale, and misdemeanor drug possession. She is due back in court April 28th. And community members held a candlelight vigil last night for 26-year-old Jerome Christian, excuse me, whose body was found 200 feet down a city water well in southwest Bakersfield last week. Police are still trying to determine how his body ended up inside the water pipe, which was just 15 inches wide. Family members led the vigil near the side of the well on Desmarais Avenue near New Stein Road, calling for answers and sending a message to whoever may be responsible for Jerome's death. You thought that my child was going to be lost to us forever. You wanted us to suffer that, that we would never know what happened to our child. But God had his hands in this, and he snatched him right back out. You weren't getting away with the thing. 
Now again, the investigation is ongoing. If you have any information on this case, call BPD at 327-7111. Meantime, Jerome's family confirms there are two ongoing fundraisers to pay for his funeral expenses. You can find a link to those on our website, kget.com. And the community of Delano encourages everyone to come out in support of the family of 19-year-old Nayeli Gonzalez after police announced three arrests in her murder. Gonzalez was shot and killed in January 2020 while sitting on the bleachers of Cesar Chavez Park. Recently, Delano police arrested 18-year-old Kevin Gonzalez of McFarland, 21-year-old Jonathan Gutierrez, and 18-year-old Alexander Carrillo, both of Bakersfield. A vigil will be held today at Cesar Chavez Park in Delano to remember Gonzalez. It is happening at 6 p.m. and we'll have more tonight on 17 News at 5 and 11. Now to your 17 Crime Watch. Bakersfield police officers teamed up with the California Highway Patrol to crack down on illegal street racing over the weekend. The joint operation in Bakersfield lasted between 6.30 p.m. Saturday night and 2 a.m. early on Sunday. Two people were arrested for reckless driving, seven arrested for driving under the influence, and one arrested on an outstanding warrant. Officers also impounded 18 cars and gave out 65 citations. Illegal street racing has led to several crashes and deaths in Kern County over the past few months. Now, if you see illegal street racing, call 911. And if you know people are planning on street racing, you're asked to call the BPD at 327-7111. And out of some news around the state, as gas prices continue to skyrocket, California lawmakers have introduced legislation that will require oil refiners to disclose how much they make on every gallon sold. State Senator Ben Allen joined consumer advocates to introduce the California Oil Refinery Cost Disclosure Act. Allen says Californians pay an average of $1.09 more per gallon than most other Americans. A 2019 report by the State Energy Commission found that the primary cause of California's high gas prices is simply that the state's retail gasoline outlets are charging more than those in other states. So there continues to be a big black hole when it comes to data uh, with relation to the oil and gas industry and how they price gas at the pump for regular Californians. And I think, of course, the industry prefers that it stays that way. So today we're asking the oil companies on behalf of California drivers, let's end the games of smoke and mirrors, open your books, show the public your true cost of doing business. Governor Gavin Newsom has called for an investigation into the state's retail gasoline outlets, but no results have been announced. Meanwhile, Republican lawmakers are calling to suspend the state's gas tax. The group is having a press conference at a gas station near the Capitol today before attempting to force a vote on the measure in each chamber. However, it is not expected to pass, partly because this measure first requires a hearing, which it has not had. Also, Democratic legislative leaders have no appetite to suspend the gas tax because of the projects, jobs and other necessities they say it supports. But today's move could at least continue the debate on the best way to address rising gas prices. California Capitol Bureau reporter Ashley Zavala will have more on the vote tonight on 17 News at 6. So let's take a look at those current gas prices. According to AAA, the national average for a gallon of gas is currently 432. In California, our state average currently 574, and here in Kern County, it's 564. Now to find the cheapest gas prices at a station near you, just head over to our website, kget.com. You'll find it there under the traffic tab. 
And now to your 17 Health Watch. This year's flu vaccine is not a good match for the flu strain that is circulating for the season. According to a recent report from the CDC, this year's flu vaccine reduces a person's chance of getting a mild case by only 16%. Typically, the flu vaccines are between 40 to 60% effective. The dominant strain detected this season is H3N2, which experts say is troublesome because it tends to mutate faster than other variants of influenza, and it could lead to more hospitalizations and deaths. Experts believe the Omicron surge could be one reason, though, that flu cases were mostly kept at bay, as people were wearing masks, social distancing, and practicing other mitigation measures. A British biotech firm has gotten approval from the EPA for an experimental method to limit the spread of mosquito-borne illnesses. Oxitec will release 2 million genetically modified mosquitoes into parts of California and Florida. The genetically modified mosquitoes are the non-biting male mosquitoes, which then mate with a particular kind of biting female mosquito, and it passes along a gene to the females, which makes the offspring not viable. The purpose is to control the number of kind of mosquitoes that are spreading diseases like Zika, dengue fever, and canine heartworm. The experimental public health effort will still require approval, though, from state regulators before it moves forward. A new poll from the American Psychological Association has found that eight out of 10 American adults are, quote, significantly stressed. That stress is due to inflation and financial strain, the pandemic, of course, the invasion of Ukraine and possible retaliation from Russia here in the U.S. Most survey participants say they feel like there has been constantly some sort of major crisis without a break over the last two years. So here's some expert advice on some simple things you can do every day to relieve the stress in your life. First, exercise a little bit each day. Even if it's just a few minutes of movement, it can help with stress. And stretch for two minutes in the morning and choose simple steps to increase your movement throughout the day, like taking the stairs instead of an elevator. Step two, make an effort to eat more fruits and veggies throughout the day to boost your body's energy and help you sleep better at night. And step three, concentrate on your breathing. Bakersfield kicked off its inaugural Restaurant Week event over the weekend, highlighting local eateries around the city. Restaurant Week is designated to give extra attention to local spots and their popular dishes. Many restaurants are offering special deals to customers throughout this event, which offers a mobile pass where customers can check in at each restaurant. By checking in, once you're entered in to a chance to, oh, sorry, once you check in, that enters you into a chance to win a $100 restaurant gift card. Check in three times, you'll be entered to win a chance for a 250 Visa gift card and a Bakersfield swag bag. I used to live in San Diego. They do Restaurant Week um, twice a year, and so I, I think this is a great tradition to start in Bakersfield to get people out to see local restaurants and what they're doing. Oh, it's fun. Restaurant Week runs through Friday. You still have some time to get out there, get yourself entered into the chance to win some of those prizes. Head over to our website, kget.com, for a full list of the restaurants participating in Restaurant Week. And today is 314, or the first three digits of pie, so many people across the country are celebrating Pie Day. Now, anyway you slice it, there is a sweet or savory deal to be had. Today at Cafe Smitten, you can get two pie holes for $3.14. At Blaze Pizza, you can get an 11-inch pizza for $3.14. At Round Table Pizza, you can get a personal cheese for $3.14. And also at BJ's Restaurant, get a mini one-topping pizza for, you guessed it, 314. Now share the list of participating places around town again on our website, kget.com.
all the food news you need there. Now, Pi Day is also used as a celebration of women in STEM careers. You'll see women across the country wearing their, oh, I forgot my purple today, Kevin. It's a way of expressing our gratitude and encouraging young girls to seek career opportunities in the field of STEM. The acronym for STEM, as you know, is science, technology, engineering, and math. Jobs that fall under one of those categories are typically male dominant. According to the American Association University Women, ladies make up half of the workforce, but only 28% have jobs in STEM. So now workforces are encouraging kids to seek interest in STEM at a young age. The 17 News at Noon podcast is a production of KGET and Nexstar Media Group. For more on all of the headlines in today's show, head to KGET.com.